Hi, best friend. Welcome to a short erotic sex story written and told by Lala's Bedtime Tales. Happy New Year. This is the very first episode of 2023 and you are in for a very wild ride. But first things first, your girl Lala, your favorite sexy erotic storytelling podcast host, is dropping in with a few announcements. Do you ever wonder why women love spicy, smutty, or erotic romance? If so, then I'll be spilling all the tea. Reserve your seat for Thursday, January 26th for the Beginner's Guide to Spicy Romance. It's a 90-minute workshop that takes you on a spicy romance one-on-one crash course. You will learn all the sexy details about why spicy romance is a powerful sexual wellness tool and discover the best beginner reads to ease you into the saucy genre. You'll also receive guides, my erotic stories ebook anthology, and so much more. Check out the notes for the link to reserve your seat today. As always, I ask that you please show me some love by giving the podcast a five-star rating and review. As an erotic writer and storyteller, I am always interested in feedback and knowing your thoughts on the stories I share with you all. Do you love Lala's Bedtime Tales Erotic Stories podcast, but want more? Then join the Lala's Bedtime Tales Patreon. It's been revamped and I have varying tiers that offer something for all of my favorite people. If you want early access and ad-free podcast episodes, behind the scenes of my writing process, a shout out on the podcast, voting rights of what stories deserve a continuation, video tellings of your favorite stories, or a first look at my new work. And that's just a few of the perks I'm offering. There's so many more. So if you want more of Lala, you enjoy smutty erotic content and all things sexy, then check out the show notes to join my Patreon. There's varying levels to my tears that will help you get the daily dose of sexy that you want in your life. Also, if you love my erotic stories but would love sex advice, dating tips, and sexual health info, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Lala's Bedtime Tales. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to my podcast so you'll be alerted whenever there's a new sexy audio erotic tale for you to listen to for your pleasure. Keep listening because I'm starting the year off with a bang, with a hot erotic story that deals with some real kinky shit. Enjoy sexies. It's time for Lala's Bedtime Tales. Grab your wine, dim the lights, and get ready to listen to an oh-so-sexy bedtime story. I'm Lala, and I want to tell you an erotic story guaranteed to turn you on and get you hot and bothered. So, listen up. Listen up. Attention, trigger warning, attention, trigger warning. Hey guys, your mental health is super important to me and I don't want to trigger anyone. So I'm just dropping in with another quick message. This story is a dark bully mafia romance. So it deals with the following topics. Bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism also known more popularly as BDSM, dubious consent, or dubcon, and there is a torture scene, but not between the main female and male character. So please proceed with caution. Viewer discretion is advised if any of these things are triggering to you. Hi there, besties. So I wanted to try something different. And... I went a little darker than usual in the first episode of the year. 
This story takes place in the world of organized crime. So, without giving too much away, if you enjoy movies like The Godfather, or 365 Days, or Scarface, then this tale is right up your alley, but with an erotica twist. So, let's dive right into this week's tale of sexy mob bosses and the women that are shackled to them. Listen up. No, let me go. I fucking hate you all. You can't make me get married. I shriek at the top of my lungs, holding on to the bridal suite's doorframe for dear life. If I had to, I'd rip the damn door off the hinges before I'd marry that Greek bastard. After hours of styling and primping me on my wedding day to look like a gorgeous prize for my forced betrothed, my brother's wives and girlfriends couldn't get me to leave the bridal suite. So the ladies called in reinforcements. The twins were now using physical force to drag me to the sacrificial altar disguised as a ruse of a platinum million dollar wedding. Everyone in the upper echelon of Philadelphia would be in attendance and I needed to be down there 10 minutes ago for the ceremony to start on time. Be careful not to ruin her hair, makeup, and definitely don't break any of her nails on the ring finger's hand. The photos have to be flawless for the gossip blogs and social media outlets, Brittany demanded, rubbing her big pregnant belly. My eldest brother's wife is the perfect mafia queen, always sickingly willing to do his beckoning and anything for her man. I scratched at Cyan's eyes after he ripped my grip off the doorframe. He laughed, giving me a sly smirk. You'd think she wasn't marrying one of the richest, sexiest, eligible bachelors in the country, Bevan blustered, rolling her eyes in my direction. Maybe if you hadn't been caught on your knees with Cyan's dick down your throat and forced to marry him, you can marry this Greek man in my place, bitch. I bite out. It was public knowledge my third oldest brother and his wife didn't like each other, but had been fucking like rabbits since their teens. But like any other mafia princess, she was forced to marry him because she gave him her virtue. It had been over three years and people still gossiped about how my poor brother had to marry the Irish mafia's whore. As if a woman seeking pleasure in a man's arms out of wedlock is the biggest sin known to men. While these made men ran around committing sins that made Dante's journey through the rings of hell look like a cakewalk. Ladies, ladies, quiet down. We're getting close to the ballroom where the wedding is being held. Alistair will have my fucking balls if a cat fight broke out in earshot of reporters. Blaine loudly whispered, beckoning for Cyan to get in the lineup to escort his wife into the wedding ceremony. I feel my stomach sink as the twins gently sit me on my feet in front of the Irish mafia boss, Alistair Walsh, my eldest brother. This was really fucking happening, and I had no way of weaseling out of this arranged marriage. Alistair looked absolutely handsome in his tux, awaiting to walk me, his only sister, down the aisle to his sworn enemy. He looked at me like he'd never seen anything so beautiful in his life, as if he was setting his gaze upon the Mona Lisa for the first time. Even though Alistair had practically raised me, the makeup, the hair, the fucking $20,000 wedding dress took my older brother's breath away. For a moment, he stood there speechless because of my captivating beauty. Over the years, he had killed, maimed, and tongue-lashed many men for admiring my inherited good looks. I should have disfigured myself then maybe I wouldn't be in my own version of hell on earth. They call her the gorgeous rose for a reason, Lachlan vehemently commented, hating that nickname as much as me, before patting my brother on the back, breaking Alistair from his trance. Lachlan marches into the ceremony with a bridesmaid, 
He'd probably fuck seven ways to Sunday tonight. Alana, you're beautiful. Even more beautiful than mother. Alistair compliments, giving me an encouraging smile. The smile he always gave me as a child meant as an endearment and form of comfort in the hell we grew up in as the offspring of one of the most feared mafia bosses. Not only in the Irish mafia, but most organized crime groups. I hugged myself tightly, feeling a sharp pain from the veil covering my face, ripping up my hair because it's pinned so tightly to my scalp. I'm in a gorgeous, stylish wedding dress picked out by Brittany. It's sexy hugging my curvaceous petite frame, showing off a generous amount of cleavage while being classy with its lace bodice and long sleeves. The wedding dress has a sheer lace overlay over a nude bodysuit, making it appear as if I'm naked beneath without being trashy. No matter how much they tried to make this day feel like the Pinterest board wedding of my dreams, it was complete and utter bullshit. I held my head high, detesting. Well, mommy was the lucky one. She had enough sense to choose death over this life and successfully ate the pavement, providing her with freedom from this shit world. But you wouldn't understand. It's a man's world and mafia men continually make women understand the truth of that statement. You being the shitty lying brother that you most certainly are have made me understand it too. Congratulations, fucker. My brother's jade green eyes narrow into slits. You're being a baby about this whole situation. I've listened to this temper tantrum for about a year now, and I'm fucking sick of it. Maybe our father was right, and I saved the wrong, worthless bitch that day. He beat me within an inch of my life, and I couldn't walk for weeks because of it. But you're acting like some ungrateful, spoiled brat. We don't get to choose being bored into the mafia, but me, Blaine, Cyan, Devlin, and Lachlan have all stepped up to do our role for our people and our family. Now it's your turn. You have the easiest fucking role of all. You think you know the inhumane things we've done or seen? (laughs) But sweetheart, let me tell you, you don't know the fucking half of it. So plaster on a fucking smile, march down the fucking aisle, and lay on your fucking back and pop out a few damn babies, Alistair snarls at me. Placing my hand in the crick of his arm and facing us towards the closed doors of the ballroom. Alistair was right. All he and my brothers ever did was protect me my entire life and spoiled me to no end. The least I could do is sacrifice my hopes and dreams for them to have this desperately needed alliance with the Greek mob. But as the minutes ticked away, the strange silence between Alistair and me felt louder and my stomach churned with nerves. I just couldn't let him have the last word. I turned to him, lashing out. It's easy for you to say, I have it easy. You're not a young woman, burly legal, being married off to some stranger in a rival family 15 years her senior. I'm being married off to an old fuck. I told you once and I will tell you a million times. (laughs) You're no better than father. You're marrying me against my will so that you can use my pussy as a business pawn. I hear a loud gasp, wanting to die on the inside realizing the doors of the ballroom had been opened as I shouted the last snarky, disrespectful remark to my brother. I had just insulted the Philly Irish Mafia boss in front of hundreds of people, including his rival. Alistair had never laid a finger on me in my entire 19 years of life but I knew my blatant disrespect in a public forum couldn't fly under the radar because he couldn't look weak in front of his men and especially not in front of his enemy. My brother violently grabbed my upper arm, swinging me around to face him. The fire burned bright in his jade green eyes, his face barely an inch from mine as he bent down to my height. I heard the wedding march playing softly in the background as I fearfully shivered in my brother's angry hold. 
I should have been more firm with you and not saved you from father's beatings as a child. I've never been violent to a woman in my life, but today you've tested my fucking patience. You better walk down that aisle with grace and beauty because the only thing that's saving me from putting a bullet in your head is this marriage to Ethan. You know better than to disrespect the head of the Irish mafia in public, in front of his men, and especially in front of his enemy. I've given you a ton of liberties, and you've proved father right in this moment. <laughs> you weren't worth the beatings, Alana. Alistair whispers angrily in my face, spittle flying onto my veil. Letting go of me, Alistair places my hand in the crook of his arm as I fight back tears as we walk down the aisle to my future husband. I want to cry an ocean worth of tears because self-consciously, I've always felt like a nuisance and a burden to the main men of my family. But it had never been confirmed by any of my brothers until this moment. I loved Alistair and my other brothers with my whole heart. So his anger and disappointment at me broke my soul. I feel lightheaded, my stomach churning and shifting like a roller coaster when Alistair disengages my slender fingers from my tight hold on his arm. In one of the oldest traditions known to man, Alistair leans over to whisper words of encouragement in my ear before giving me away the bride to this Greek bastard. I love you, Alana, and will always protect you, no matter how much of a fucking little shit you are. But remember to behave yourself. I'm doing you a favor, gorgeous Rose. So, count your blessings. I could have married you off to a truly old fuck with old Italian mafia traditions that treated you like a brute mare and sex slave. I had many offers, Alistair whispers in my ear, causing me to wince. As a last-ditch effort, I grab onto his hand for dear life and refuse to let it go. For as long as I could remember, Alistair had been my saver, a safe place, and my biggest fan. However... In this moment, he felt like my greatest enemy instead of the man standing a breath away at the altar. I ignore the harsh expression on Alistair's stony face as he tries to inconspicuously pull away from me, but I won't budge. So he forcefully rips his hand out of my grasp, pushing me roughly into my spot at the altar as the bride in the wedding ceremony. The high heel of my shoe catches on the hem of my long wedding dress, causing me to stumble into my future husband. Strong arms catch me by my shoulders, causing butterflies to flutter nervously in my stomach. For a split second, prior to casting my gaze back to the ground, I think I see fury flash across the emotionless groom's face, directed at my brother for manhandling me. But I probably imagined it. I was known for having a creative imagination. The cold, beautiful man standing in front of me was known for his unshakable, wicked demeanor. The groom lifted my veil with shocking gentleness off my face, peering down into my exposed face. His silvery gray eyes darkened with lust into a smoky gray, causing my nipples to harden against my bodice and my skin to feel oddly flushed with heat. Ethan's mouth slightly parts in stunned disbelief as he drinks in my beauty, but he immediately composes himself, nodding to the priest to begin the ceremony. The vows in the officiation of the wedding goes by in a quick, surreal blur to me, until the priest happily states six bitter words. You may now kiss the bride. I freeze in fear. My heart threatens to thud out of my chest as my skin gets clammy. I had only ever kissed one boy in my life. My brother Devlin's best friend and Alistair's soldier. Memories of him getting the shit beat out of him for it causes me to shake like a leaf. Ethan rolls his eyes. Wrapsing my shoulders, pulling me into him as his head descends. 
My mind starts to swim with panic. I become intoxicated on his delicious scent of sandalwood and oak. Then I remember, I don't want to kiss this man, no matter how attractive, nor be his wife. So when he takes my mouth into a deep kiss, I bite the fuck out of his lip, drawing blood and tasting the metallic tones of it in my own mouth as he continues our kiss. My satisfaction is short-lived when he pulls back, his eyes narrowing at me, and his tongue darts out to lick away the evidence of my assault. I hold my breath in fear that this cold man might strangle me to death due to my blatant disrespect, but his next moves shock me. He gives a small, derisive smirk, pulling his handkerchief out of his pocket to dab at his lip. And then he slaps me hard on the ass, tugging me into his solid, muscular body. He gives a little laugh, announcing, It seems my new wife is clearly going to enjoy it rough in the bedroom. I can't wait because that's exactly how I like it. A loud thunder of claps, hoops, hollers, and a barking of men occurs as he marches me back up the aisle as his new wife. I see Alistair and my other brother's faces, which all have a deadly glare, because it seems they didn't like Aethon, the godfather of the knight's little comment about their sweet little sister in bed with their enemy. Well, they only had themselves to blame, and it was too late for regrets, because they were now related to the Greek Mafia. I was starting to wonder if my new husband would ever speak to me. Hell, after looking at me at the altar, he hadn't given me so much as a glance since we'd entered the lavish wedding reception. I had begrudgingly gone through the motions of the first dance with him, formalities of the dances with others, and the congratulations we received before making our way to the bridal party's table. At least his brother and sister seemed normal and were pleasant enough. So that was reassurance that when we did have a kid, it had a fighting chance not to be a cult sociopath like its father. Ethan sat quietly to my left, nursing a glass of amber liquid, staring off into space. My bitchy sister-in-law, Bevan, wasn't wrong. Ethan was devastatingly attractive. People always praised me for my beauty, but the man sitting by me was most definitely my competition in the looks department. He had a golden sand skin tone with a crystal clear complexion. His eyes were the most beautiful, unique shade of gray I'd ever seen. They bordered on a piercing silver shade that made me breathless the two times he cast in my direction at the altar. He had the longest, thickest, curly fringe of lashes that framed those gorgeous eyes. Ethan was well-groomed with a short-trimmed beard that I wanted to run my hand over to see if it was as soft as it looked. He had full, soft lips, a square jaw, and the most beautiful head of wavy, dirty, blondish dark hair. God! The sight of his big, muscular body had me feeling like I had Bojangles Robinson tap dancing in my pussy. But I couldn't let his good looks fool me. My brothers had chained me through marriage to the devil himself. It's impolite to stare, sexy red, Ethan said woodenly, tossing back the remainder of his drink before turning his hardened gaze at me. I narrowed my eyes at him smugly responding, get used to it. I have the misfortune of staring at your ugly mug the rest of my life if I don't decide to slip my wrist tonight. <laughs> You're being childish. You have no reason to want to slit your wrist. Women would line up mafia princesses are not to be called Mrs. Ethan Costas. So chill the fuck out. Ethan states dismissively as a waiter promptly replaces his drink. You practically married a child. I've barely turned 19. I'm barely out of high school. Why would any old man like you want to marry someone as young as me anyways? 
If you have women lining up to drop to their knees and let you fuck them any way you want it, why agree to this stupid farce of a marriage? I questioned angrily. (laughs) He snickers, taking a sip of his drink, giving me a harsh glare. So, the stereotypes are true. Clearly, redheads are bitchy. Apparently, I'm married to the biggest, most annoying one of all time. I'm as old as your brother, and trust me, many people wouldn't consider 34 geriatric. So, no worries, baby girl. You won't be pushing me in a wheelchair of a nursing home anytime soon. Plus, the way you're stacked like a fucking brick house, (laughs) sexy red, you look more than legal to me. But if I didn't want to do what was best for my men and people... I wouldn't have married a bratty-ass teenager that is barely considered an adult by law. The only perk is that I am lucky enough for it to be the gorgeous rose. But trust me, baby girl, we're in the same boat. Mine is probably the worst since I have to put up with your annoying ass. Ethan guffaws, tossing back his drink. The way he mocked my nickname had his sexy, raspy voice echoing in my mind of him saying the gorgeous rose a stupid nickname i'd had since i was 13 or at least that was the first time i heard men say it when they thought i wasn't in earshot the irish mafia referred to me as the gorgeous rose because of my mesmerizing beauty apparently it had spread like wildfire through other organized crime groups when i was 16 after the gossip blogs had released a picture of me for my birthday celebration my brother devlin told me i got that nickname because i had a delicate and innocent look about me that men found sexy also i carried myself with such elegance and poise like a beauty queen that i stopped men in their tracks None of my brothers liked the male attention my physical appearance attracted. Not to mention, I had D-cut breasts since I was 15 and an ass out of Maxim magazine. Gorgeous Rose, I believe caught on the most because of my long copper red hair and aquamarine eyes against my fair skin. The way people acted about my appearance made my skin crawl and my stomach feel queasy. I mean... I could be known by something worse than one of the most beautiful women in all of Philly. I could be known as a champion dick hoover like Bevan. So, he jumped at the opportunity to marry a stranger based on a rumor of my beauty and a stupid nickname. God, I always knew men were the denser of the two genders. Always thinking with their dicks, I admonished, crossing my arms over my chest. Oh, sexy red, don't flatter yourself. While your beauty far precedes the nickname and pictures, don't do you justice. I just need a collateral, baby girl. You mean nothing to me. You're a possession to me. Like my cigars, sneakers, my whorehouses. Ethan says cruelly, rubbing his thumb across my bottom lip, causing the nub between my thighs to throb. Collateral, I questioned, confused. I knew the inner workings of the mafia to an extent. Deep down inside, I knew my brother would eventually choose a man for me to marry, but I didn't understand how I'd be considered collateral and a deal they signed in blood. Yep. Baby girl, I needed collateral when the Irish mob approached me for an alliance, so you dirty Irish motherfuckers wouldn't double-cross me. I told your brother he must give me something of the most value to him. I snort, cutting Ethan off mid-sentence. I couldn't help myself as I covered my mouth to try to muffle my hysterical laughter. (laughs) I was a woman born into the mafia. Women in the mafia were treated like dirt, punching bags, and doormats. Did Alistair love me? Undeniably. Did Alistair consider me invaluable to him? No, you have to be fucking kidding me. Women are not of value to mate men, I laugh. Ignoring me, Ethan continues. One, looks like I'll have to teach you manners. Don't fucking interrupt me while I'm speaking, little girl. Two, stop all your cussing. That shit may fly with your brothers, but not with me. 
Three, sexy red. You clearly don't know much about men, let alone the mafia. Our kids are the blood tie and the heart of this agreement that will keep our two families from going to war. So the quicker I can knock you up, the less time we have to spend in each other's presence, sexy red. For some reason, Ethan's annoyance at me and nonchalance of the situation grinded my gears. The way he talked to me like an insolent child or as if I was a moron really had me wanting to get under his skin like he gets under mine. I hated the archaic views of mafia men. I'm nothing, a possession, a burden. My brother's words coming back to my mind, telling me my value to this family was laying on my back and popping out babies. I was so much fucking more than that bullshit. Women in general were more than their ovaries and what was between their legs. And I was sick of being treated like a fucking commodity. I snatched Ethan's tumbler of alcohol from his hand. I tossed it back, (coughs) (coughs) coughing at the burn in my chest from it. His eyes narrowed at first before he patted my back, (laughs) laughing hysterically. I then picked up my champagne and tossed it back in one gulp. Easy. Slow the fuck down, Alana. I'm not carrying you out of the ceremony fucking drunk. Ethan reprimanded me as I crossed my arms over my chest, giving him my best pouty face. Then the realization dawned on me. I had been traded like a fucking mafia NFT. I went from being my brother's collateral to now my husband's leverage. The thought pissed me off that I was just being passed from one man to the next to roll over me. I'd never have any freedom. I would be doing everything in my power to make my new husband's life a living hell. It seemed he needed a reminder. I wasn't just a belonging he could play with, then tossed to the side based on his mood. I was my own woman. I quickly become bored of watching my husband drink himself to death from the misery of being married to his new young bride. I spot sexy Nolan Tobin by the bar, flirting with some pretty Greek woman with Devlin and Lachlan. Nolan Tobin could pass for the guy who plays Captain America because he's just so damn sexy. If I knew my brothers were protecting my virginity because it is a bargaining token, I would have done more than gave Nolan my first kiss. I would have sold my soul to Ethan Costas, the godfather of the night myself, to be taken to Poundtown by the hottest enforcer of the Irish Mafia. May I please have this dance? I asked Nolan, tapping on his shoulder. Nolan turns to face me, the Greek woman forgotten as his baby blue eyes fill with desire as he meets my gaze. He lazily runs his eyes appreciatively over my body before licking his lips. I watch in my peripheral as Devlin and Lachlan, the twins' eyes narrow on their best friend. Absolutely. How can anyone deny the gorgeous Rose a dance? Nolan flirts, whisking me into the middle of the dance floor. I push our bodies flush against one another at an indecent distance that would rile up gossip and even better, my new husband. Nolan tries to create a respectful amount of space between us without publicly humiliating me with rejection. Nolan's body goes frigid as he holds me knowing the danger of the game I'm playing and that I'm flirting with disaster. If his thumb were to slip a fraction down my waist, I'm pretty sure this high society event would become a red wedding. The thought of a bloody wedding makes me smile to myself. Damn, gorgeous Rose. Asked me a few years ago and I would have let your brothers cut off my dick and feed it to me if it meant I got to bury myself in this sexy body of yours. But I heard some crazy shit about your new husband. I don't know if I want him to cover me in honey and let bugs eat away at my flesh for touching his beautiful bride, Nolan states, pulling away from me to peer down into my face. I school my expression to one of innocence as I throw back my head in fake (laughs) laughter. 
Nolan gives me a sly smirk, spinning me around and then holding me close to him with my back flush against his front and our arms wrapped around my middle section. Ask me a few years ago and I would have told you my life would have been made because Nolan Tobin was holding me affectionately. But I didn't feel the same anymore. My body didn't respond to his like I thought it did when he kissed me. Well, nothing and no one ever made my body react with a throbbing between my thighs and goosebumps breaking out over my skin like when Ethan touched me. I shake that thought out of my head as I smile over at the bridal party table. But pity, I don't see Ethan anywhere in sight. Nolan leans down whispering in my ear, if I'm dancing with deaf gorgeous Rose, at least make it worth my while. <laughs> I let out a nervous choked laugh by Nolan's forwardness, but before I can respond, I am interrupted by my husband. I'll cut in now. Ethan says, pulling me so quickly out of Nolan's intimate embrace that I stumble into his chest, my head feeling dizzy from his delicious sandalwood and oak scent. I'm entangled with Ethan's body that I'm positive that no one can tell where his body ends and mine begins. He slowly strokes his hand down my spine until he's rubbing lightly against my ass. He causes me to shiver with sexual delight as his touch sends ribbons of lust coursing through my body, causing the seat of my panties to dampen. I try to create distance between us, but he pulls me in closer, pawing at my ass. I feel his growing erection against my stomach, causing me to freeze in place. I crane my neck to look into Ethan's stilly gray eyes because he's over a foot taller than my fun-sized frame. I hold my breath, closing my eyes, hoping for another kiss from his gorgeous mouth. Instead, I feel his hot, angry, raspy voice against my ear. Ethan grounds out. Your tipsy ass is embarrassing me, yourself, and your brother. Stop flirting with fucking dirty Irish mafia soldiers. From the clips of Bevan sucking dick like a throat goat, Irish mafia princesses may be slutty, but queens of the Greek mafia hold themselves a class. You see my baby sister, Lotus, is sitting quietly by my brother's side, not on the dance floor acting like a trashy whore. This is your first warning. Behave yourself or I'll put you over my knee and spank the defiance out of you until you can't sit for days. My pussy gushes wet like an erupting geyser from his words. The thought of Ethan spanking me causes a shocking response from my body that I can't explain as my clitoris throbs desperately. My husband grins broadly, noticing my body's reaction written across my face. The red flush of my heated flesh doesn't help hide the sexual arousal he steers in my body. Nolan is harmless. My brothers intercepted my every attempt to get him to fuck my brains out. But I'd do anything for you to let him take me for a ride. I've always had the biggest crush on him. I still remember my first kiss with him. Too bad my brothers kept me intact for you. You stupid traditional made men caring about a social construct like a woman's virginity. It's all bullshit. If I had my way, I'd probably have gang banged a few of my brother's men. I tease him, watching the anger flash behind his eyes as he stops going through the motions of dancing with me. Clearly, you've watched too many pornos, baby girl. I'll be more than satisfactory for you in the bedroom. And if you don't value your virginity, then I'll just throw you head first in how I like to fuck. You're a little girl that wants to play grown man games. I'll show you that I always win. Don't fucking test me, sexy red. Ethan warns, taking a cigarette out of his pocket and walking towards the door, 
leaving me standing in the middle of the dance floor partnerless. I feel my blood begin to boil with rage because of Ethan's insane possessiveness after telling me I'm nothing but useless property to him. I want to yell. I want to scream. I want to set this place on fucking fire. <laughs> I laugh to myself because fuck Ethan. He doesn't get to boss me around. Fuck the marriage license, our dishonest vows, and this farce of a wedding. I don't give a shit if my brother signed me over in blood to the godfather of the night. Ethan Kosas doesn't fucking own me. I stomp over to Nolan tapping on his shoulder. He turns around with a smug smile on his face as I brazenly tease. I'll make your dance with death worth it. I yank him by the neck, crashing our lips together hard. I kiss him with all of my rage, disappointment, and betrayal. Nolan stands frozen to the spot. I feel the vibration of his lips as he lets out a throaty laugh before sinking into our kiss. Nolan kisses me back like I mean the world to him. Our kiss is like we're the last people on the earth in desperate need to procreate because the survival of mankind depends on us. However... Our kiss is short-lived because when I open my eyes, Draco Costas, Ethan's little brother, is on top of Nolan, punching him in the face so hard I hear bones crushing. I try to run towards him to stop the fight, but I'm held in place by a gilded cage of stilled arms. I take my chances looking behind me and I'm greeted by Alistair's wrath in those jade green eyes. My stomach drops as I watch Ethan's huge frame bulldoze through the crowd, pushing his brother off of Nolan and hauling him up by his suit lapel. <gasps> I gasp, filling my eyes fill with tears as Ethan and a few of his men begin dragging him out of the wedding reception. My brothers follow. Brittany runs over to me on the dance floor once Alistair lets go of me. But I push away from her because I have to stop this before total chaos ensues. I am a fucking idiot. I rush out of the ballroom with my other sister-in-laws that aren't carrying their Irish Mafia spawn hot on my heels. For the first time tonight, I witness a smirk on Ethan's face that sends icicles down my spine. Nolan's face is a bloody fucking mess as I catch them in front of the stairwell. I scream at the top of my lungs, alerting the men of my attention over their loud arguments and hostile waving of guns. Hey, sexy rat. Are you wanting to see your crush take his last breath? I tried to warn you, but you sealed a man's death certificate with a kiss. I hope it was worth it because now you have blood on your hands, gorgeous rose. Ethan mocks, slamming the butt of his pistol into Nolan's head. I break free from Bevan and Keelan's hold, barreling myself through my brothers and falling at Ethan's feet. Please, don't kill him. It meant nothing. You're right. I'm a little girl playing grown man games. I just wanted to push your buttons. Nolan's my friend. Don't kill him. I love him like a brother. Please, it was all a stupid game. I plead with Ethan on my knees as hot, fat tears roll down my face. Get off your fucking knees, Alana. I hear Alistair's voice boom behind me. Alistair is right. Even as a woman, even with the godfather of the night, as an Irish mafia princess of the boss's family, I kneel to no one, especially in public. Old habits dying hard, I rise to my feet, remembering who the fuck I am, staring my husband in the eyes. Ethan looks at Draco and they burst into a fit of laughter. After a short breath, their men join in on the laughter as well. Ethan pushes Nolan to the floor at one of his enforcer's feet that keeps him down with an expensive designer loafer planted on his windpipe. See, this is the fucking problem with you dirty Irish. You have too much fucking pride and don't teach your women how to fucking behave. But Alana is now my possession. 
She's no longer a filthy Walsh, but a Costas. Ethan says, trailing his gun and pointing it in between my eyebrows, but his challenging gaze never leaves Alistair's face. Ethan continues his rant. If I want my wife on her fucking knees because she's beneath me, then she'll get on her fucking knees and do whatever the fuck I demand. She doesn't belong to you, Alistair. <laughs> Not anymore. So, Alana Costas, get on your fucking knees. I hear him click the safety off the gun, applying pressure with the barrel to my forehead as I lower to my knees. Now, open wide like science, wife. I'm sure has taught you, Ethan laughs, <laughs> as I do what he says with my eyes glued shut. I fight every defiant bone in my body with my need to save Nolan, winning over my need to be prideful. I feel the cold metal slide into my mouth, causing me to shiver in fear. Ethan says loudly, now suck it like the cock you Irish women love so much. I gently suck on the gun unenthusiastically, tuning out the laughter of my husband's men and the cursing and angry words of my brothers as I'm publicly humiliated. The gun is yanked from between my lips, causing me to open my eyes as I'm quickly yanked off the ground and into Ethan's bulky frame. Let Nolan go, I'll do anything I beg, refusing to give Ethan eye contact. He yanks my face up painfully by the chin, forcing me to look him dead in the eyes. He assesses my face as if he's taking his time reading my mind and peering into the darkest corners of my soul. His eyes are cold, dead, soulless. I wish I could wear a nonchalant mask as well as my husband. Unfortunately, I know he sees the desperation as clear as day dancing across my face. My eyes desperately pleading with him to let me. I silently show him with my eyes I'll take any punishment if he lets my childhood friend live to take another breath. Anything, huh? Ethan questions with a sardonic smirk on his beautiful face. How could someone so evil be so fucking handsome? Why the fuck was I so enamored by his physical appearance when a man's blood could potentially be on my hands because of a childish game? I nod my head slowly, allowing tears to freely flow down my cheek. Ethan places his forehead to my temple as he makes whatever internal decision he's toying with in that shrewd, menacing mind of his. He opens his eyes, smiling coldly, at my brothers and announcing, Well, I love a good party, gentlemen, but I'll have to cut this party short. He reverently licks the tears off my cheeks, giving Alistair a wink. Ethan turns to his men, bellowing, are you ready to break in our new mafia queen? They all cheer and chant as I watch Alistair and my brother's faces fill with rage. I'm dragged into the stairwell by Ethan, but I hear gunshots and furniture being thrown in a fit of rage by my brothers due to their inability to rectify the situation in a way that didn't leave me traumatized for life. I loudly sob because I talked a big game to my husband, but... I didn't want random men taking turns using my body until I was left the shell of a person. I wanted my first time to be at least pleasurable. I had dug my grave and now I'd have to lay in it. Who knows how Ethan planned to punish me. I get into the back of one of his SUVs. His gun still held against my head until the door is locked. Jeez, what the fuck had I done? Ethan waves his gun at me as I sit as still as a statue, afraid to exit his SUV. We're parked outside one of his abandoned warehouses. Similar to that of the Irish Mafia, I'm sure he uses it for torture. God knows how many dead bodies are buried within a 50 to 100 mile radius of this isolated compound. I want to obey his orders. I can't hear what he's saying over the pounding of blood whooshing through my ears. I'm terrified. So my body has gone into shock, paralyzing me with fear. 
I feel the cold Philadelphia wind hit me as I'm lifted out of the back seat into strong, unfamiliar arms. I look into the cold, golden eyes of Draco Costas, who carries me into the abandoned warehouse bridal style. He lowers me to my feet, thankfully holding me by the waist, because I don't think I can hold myself up with all the nerves coursing through my body. The warehouse is muggy, dimly lit, and the stench of death mixed with feces and stale piss hit my nose, making me feel the alcohol churn in my stomach. I feel lightheaded as I look across the room at Nolan chained in nothing but his boxers to a metal chair in the middle of the room. No, I told you I'd do anything. Don't kill him. Please, Ethan. I cry out. Draco's hold tightens around my waist, keeping me from running towards my husband and friend. Thinking back to us standing in the hallway, Ethan didn't promise me he wouldn't kill him. Would my punishment be watching Nolan die? My heart drops into my stomach while the room begins to spin. Relax, sexy red. I may kill him. (laughs) I may not. But... I'm definitely going to have some fun with him. Ethan responds gleefully. For the first time that night, my husband shows a pleasant emotion of sheer joy. Ethan Costas wasn't called the lethal lunatic for nothing. It was whispered through every crime organization and mob. I seen grown men shit bricks when they heard his nickname. Lethal Lunatic. Blaine told me a year ago when I questioned them about the nickname after they told me I'd be married to him. Ethan brutally, inhumanely, tortures his victims to death with a smile on his face. People say that's the only time his cold, hard mask ever shows emotion. Tonight, I got to witness it in action as he ripped out each of Nolan's fingernails with pliers put a drill through his dominant hand and beat him with a chain until he pissed and shit himself. It was such a terrible, heinous sight that I vomited on my brother-in-law's shoes, not once, but maybe twice. I lost count after the second time he swore the Lord's name in vain. Ethan wiped his hands on a rag before coming over to me and throwing me on my knees a few feet away from Nolan's mangled body. I cried, mouthing the words sorry to him as I looked into his once beautiful face and was greeted by one baby blue eye that hadn't quite swollen shut like the other one yet. Now for the grand finale, gentlemen. Ethan's deep, raspy voice boomed, demanding the attention of about 10 of his highest-ranking men and his brother in the room. I glanced over at Draco because he was slightly easier to read. He wouldn't meet my gaze, but he held his body rigid and uneasy. I froze up, knowing what was coming to me wouldn't be pleasant. I heard the unzipping of my husband's slacks, bracing myself for him to piss on me to mark his territory on me like the disgusting caveman he was. But that would have been kinder than what he had in store for me. I kneeled on my knees face to face with Ethan's monstrosity of a porn star dick jutting from his body. He rubbed his salty pre-cum against my lips that I had to keep from moaning as I licked it away, causing his eyes to darken with lust. He held me by the head, shouting, You see, you'll be extremely busy and exhausted because after a good torture session, I get super turned on. So, you like to act like a filthy Irish whore in public? You can perform your first task as my wife in a public forum. Suck my dick and make it good since you'll do anything to save your friend's life. His men clapped, hooped, and hollered, making my body go frigid. My asshole possessive husband was staking his claim to me in front of Nolan and his men in the most humiliating way possible for me. So, why did the thought of sucking his dick with an audience cause my thighs to coat with arousal? 
making me want to slide my fingers through my wet, slick folds for sexual release. I eyed his big, thick dick, unsure what to do with it because I had never seen a dick in person, let alone touch one nor put it in my mouth. I shyly ran my hand over the velvety soft still of his shaft, licking the rest of his pre-cum off his tip. I rubbed and tugged on his balls, causing him to hiss through his teeth while I ran my tongue, exploring his manhood along every part of his dick. I sucked in a deep breath and placed his dick as far into my mouth until it met my fist. After a few minutes of letting me fumble around foolishly, Ethan placed his hand to the back of my head and began guiding my rhythm. Ethan fucked my mouth, choking and gagging me until what was left of my makeup smeared down my face. My nipples tightened to tight erect buds that set my body ablaze every time they rubbed against the bodice of my wedding dress. I shifted my thighs, feeling my empty, hot, wet center clench as my breathing became ragged from the sexy way in which Ethan dominated my mouth, pounding his dick to the back of my throat until my lips were numb and my cheeks were sore. I was confused by the response of my body to his barbaric actions. This wasn't the sweet love-making setting that my body should only enjoy when it comes to sexual acts. Maybe my father was right and I was defective. That's right, sexy red. You're a filthy whore, but you'll only be a filthy whore for me. You're mine. You belong to me. If you want to get dirty and act like a dirty slut, then you'll only be getting dirty for me. You're my cum bucket. You're my slut. So be a good girl and swallow every drop. Ethan's filthy words and the slapping of his skin were the only noises that you heard in the room as he roared out his release as his slimy cum coated my throat. He held my head to him as the vibrations of my own release from his nasty, degrading words and me submissively serving him with my mouth causes me to orgasm. He muffled them with his dick so no one else could hear me cum. As Ethan's dick slipped from between my lips, he wiped the cum from the corner of my mouth with his thumb. Before he could remove his hand, I placed his thumb in my mouth and sucked it, causing his eyes to darken and his semi-erect dick began to lengthen once more. He quickly shoved himself back into his tuxedo slacks, hauling me to my feet. Send the video to Alistair in the map coordinates of where he can find his piece of shit Irish trash. And I mean his piss poor excuse of a soldier and not my new bride. Ethan barked at a flustered Draco who nodded his head not meeting my eyes. Don't send that shit to my brothers, I plead. Reality finally dawning on me as I ripped myself from my husband's tight grip. Ethan gave me a menacing smile, ignoring my tantrum and dragging me from the warehouse. I stopped halfway to the car to empty the contents of my stomach because I was disgusted with myself for loving every second of my experience in the warehouse with Ethan. I'd never been so turned on in my life. The man gave me an orgasm without even touching me. I found sexual release in a moment I should have felt degraded and humiliated. What the fuck was wrong with me? I don't have all night, sexy red. I have to fuck the shit out of you to consummate this marriage, Ethan Huss. Holding my hair back, causing me to tremble in shock for the kind and gentle gesture after the terrible things he said to me and the way he used me like a two-bit whore in front of his men and knowing. Yet, as we got in the car, my body became excited at the thought of Ethan Costas, the lethal lunatic using my body for his pleasure. The craziest thing was happening to me in this moment. My body was at war with my mind. I shouldn't find a bastard like Ethan sexually attractive. I should be disgusted with the way he treated me and tortured my friend, not soaking my panties from what happened in the future events that were about to happen. I was clearly certifiable, just like my mother. I shake the sexual thoughts and fantasies out of my head. 
Alana, get a grip on yourself. He humiliated and degraded you and is going to share your embarrassment with your brothers to further prove the point that you're his new shiny possession. I, Alana Walsh, the gorgeous rose of the Irish Mafia, was no one's plaything. Ethan may have won this battle, but he wouldn't win the war. I was my own woman and I wanted my freedom from the shitty mafia life. I smiled to myself gazing out the window. I still had plans to make Ethan's life a living hell, but he wasn't the only one who screwed me over. My brothers would feel my fury too because I was going to blow up this mafia alliance and burn both the Philadelphia, Irish, and the Greek mobs to the motherfucking ground. Hell have no fury like a woman scorned. So, it seems like our Irish Mafia princess is playing in the big leagues as the new wife of the Greek Mafia. Could you imagine being married to someone called the Lethal Lunatic? I wonder if she'll succeed in her goal to blow up the alliance. Hmm. I guess we'll just have to see next week what will happen between the gorgeous Rose and the Godfather in the night, won't we? If you can't wait, then go listen to part two right now on my Patreon. Until next week, baddies, bye-bye. Oh, so hot and sexy bedtime stories from... Thanks for tuning in to this week's erotic tale. For more erotic stories, sex tips, love advice, and sexual education, check out lalasbedtimetales.com and add me on Instagram for more erotic and sensual content at lalasbedtimetales. Please comment and share your fave sexy bedtime stories with erotica enthusiasts like you and me. Ta-ta until next time, sexies. <laughs>